Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue examining 1 Timothy chapter 3. And we're looking at the insight and the instructions that the Spirit's given through Paul to Timothy for us as the body of Christ. He actually tells us in the 14th verse, remember this, 1 Timothy 3, 14. He says, I'm writing these things to you, hoping to come to you before long. But in case I am delayed, I write so that you will know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God. So he's sharing these things with us where we will know how we're supposed to conduct ourselves, how we're supposed to behave. And so he's talked about uh, uh, women earlier in the chapter, uh, in the letter. He talked about those who uh, were leaders that were being disruptive. He's talked about overseers in the first part of this chapter. Now we're talking about deacons. Last episode, we looked at one verse, and it's verse 8, and it said this. Deacons likewise, and so in the same manner as the overseers, deacons likewise, must be men of dignity, not double-tongued or addicted to much wine or fond of sordid gain. And then verse 9 starts off with, but, then we'll get to that in just a moment. And what we're seeing here with the overseers, what we're seeing with the qualif- qualifications of the deacons, is that these individuals must be above reproach. This this is really quite a serious problem uh, within the body of Christ today. I know I've shared this several times before, but I think it bears uh, review again. Uh, I was just really impacted mm, probably uh, about three years ago. I was on a long journey one day, traveling one day, driving all day long, and just reflecting upon situations and matters within a particular uh, portion of the body of Christ. And it was just going through my mind, like, what is the deal with this? Why, why is this type of stuff happening? Now, I know what the scripture says about this and about that but then this this phrase just came through my mind which i think is just so applicable and it's this that we must be men of our word and we must be men of the word and particularly from the point of view of church leadership that we must be men and women of our word and men of the word and that's what he's talking about that you can't be double-tongued you can't say one thing and do another. You can't just say what you think needs to be said at that moment and not really believe it. And there's so many within leadership that are like that. Uh, you just can't trust what they say. They'll say something and you know that it's just not going to be done or it's not going to be followed through with or you know that they don't believe that. Uh, I encounter that consistently. And it's the saddest thing. And I think that comes about because they're not people of the word they will say oh yeah 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 we we believe in the word of god we we're a church built upon the word of god but they really don't believe that they'll get up to talk they'll read a text from the scripture as a pretext they'll close the bible and then they will literally walk over and lay it down on the front pew and lay it down then stand up and say what they want to say i mean i see it happen all the time and that's, I know that's not a big thing, but I think it communicates something. 
Okay. Now, I'm not saying you have to have your eight-pound study Bible, you know, because I grew up in an environment like that. You know, uh, the guy was really religious if he carried his big Bible with him. <clears throat> I usually use my phone now, okay, because you can access so many things on it. I usually read from the phone, you know. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that that right there communicates a lot. Okay, I've read the verse. I'm going to lay it down. Now I'm going to just talk. And usually it's not based upon what the Word said. It's based upon what I think it means, okay? And you can't be double-tongued like that. You can't be undignified in not honoring the Word that you say. And again, I know I'm making a big deal out of it, but not really. It is a big deal. So deacons, overseers also, must be men of dignity, not double-tongued, or addicted to much wine, or fond of sordid gain. Again, you, they can't be addicted to wine. You can't be addicted to food. You can't be addicted to sordid gain or fond of gain or dishonest gain of money. Love what the King James calls it, filthy lucre. Then verse 9, but here's what these deacons must do. Holding to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. Wow, that's great, isn't it? That's what their attitude must be, Okay. They must hold to the mystery, the doctrine of the faith. This word actually means the secret doctrine. And with a clear conscience, okay? A clear conscience. What does that mean? In other words, they're not reserving anything. They're not being hypocritical. They're being pure. They're being innocent and things. And they're holding to the mystery of the faith. Uh, the, the idea of mystery is, you know, there's things about faith that we don't understand, <laughs> If you understood all elements of faith, where would the faith be? I mean, literally, just think that through. But these these people will be uh, ones that hold to that mystery of the faith. They're learning of the things of God constantly. They're in the Word. They live within the power of the Spirit. Then verse 10, the last one we'll look at today. These men must also first be tested. Then let them serve as deacons if they are beyond reproach. That doesn't mean that they necessarily sit down and take a written test. That's when we say tested. We think, oh, that doesn't mean that they're also required to go through certain trials and tribulations. But know that these men will be observed, okay? They will be approved. They'll be analyzed. They'll be examined, okay? They'll be watched. In other words, you're just not going to throw somebody in there because they're tall, dark, and handsome. You actually see that that's what happened with King Saul, basically, okay? No, they must be tested to see if they'd really be of the faith, Okay? And then he says, then let them serve as deacons if they are beyond reproach. If they prove themselves to be blameless, is what the King James and the ESV says about this. And it isn't proof to the point of view of attaining things. It's that this is the pattern and practice of their behavior. It's not that they will never fail. No, we all fail from time to time. But their direction and the general sense of their life is that of proving themselves to be blameless. Sadly, in most churches that have deacons in this way, and there's many that don't, okay? uh, the diakonos is sort of uh, perverted. They're either viewed as a, uh, a deacon board, and they're like the CEOs and the CFOs, and they run the church and all that. Well, that's totally not correct because it's a service type of thing. Uh, there's a lot of churches that you don't even see them where they reserve the deacon for a high, high, high position uh, denominationally, something like that, but it's not... Uh, at the local level and that's totally unbiblical too now what's cool is 
quite often you'll see people functioning in this way. And if they really are in this role and they're serving this way, though they have not been given the title by man. And I'll tell you what, if we're going to err, I'd rather err on that side, where people are actually doing what the Scripture says and they're functioning as servants, as deacons. And uh, they're living that way rather than waiting for somebody to give them a title. I've run into that so much. People would not do anything. You give me the title, you give me the position, then I'll do it. Well, guess what? That right there reveals all you need to know, right? <laughs> well, again, let me encourage you. Go and examine this yourself. This is First Timothy chapter 3. Read it and just seek the Lord and see what he reveals to you. Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, as I say from time to time, feel free to share these times with other people. Uh, you know, show them how to set up a podcast, show them how to do all this kind of stuff. If you feel like the Lord is leading you to support us, greatly appreciate that. Uh, you'll find a, a Patreon link on my website or on the Podbean, however you access, access our, our time together. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.